What women really want. Of course, it's probably borderline lunacy for a man to try and put it out there, but frankly, the advice out there on this topic is just terrible, both from men and women. So I'm going to throw out what I've put out there, and I must add that I have validated these claims with women many times, and the general consensus is I'm right on point. You know, one thing for sure is that what most men are taught in terms of creating a relationship is just fucked. Uh, manipulative strategies like pickup or seduction techniques, uh, abusive controlling, nice guy people pleasing, none of this stuff is very effective for building relationships and none of it really has much of a clue about what satisfies a confident and healthy woman deep down. Now manipulation and those kind of techniques might occasionally get you a girlfriend or get you laid, but with this approach, you generally end up in an insecure, unstable, and emotionally distant relationship, or simply alone and unable to connect deeply with people. So this video is not for guys who are just looking to score more vagina. Okay, if that's your goal, or if you're after the kind of girls that just want the D and they're not interested in the connection with a guy and they don't want a healthy relationship, this isn't for you. Just skip, move on, find something else. And I wish I could convince you that frequent meaningless sex or superficial relationships is not really what's going to satisfy you in the long run. It doesn't even satisfy psychopaths. But hey, if you have to find that out the long hard way, then that's your life. And I'm always going to be here ready to help if you find trying to get women an unsatisfying chore and it loses its kind of flavor after getting so many. Now, for most of my 20s, I chased validation through sexual conquest, most of the time unsuccessfully, and then later what you might call successfully, but I'd challenge that. And, you know, even when it was working, I just felt hollow, uh, alone. I, I, I could be having sex with a girl and it feels like push-ups. It was so unconnected, uh, disconnected, I guess is the right word, emotionally speaking. But I've been raised in a macho culture where emotions were only for homosexuals and I had to stay away from that. And nobody ever told me, hey, if you aren't able to connect emotionally with someone, you are going to feel very isolated and alone, eventually depressed and possibly even suicidal. Nobody warned me about that stuff. And nobody told me about the benefits of being able to connect emotionally with someone, that it's not just some woo-woo bullshit that it is actually the source of life, that that is the best experience a human being can really have, and that it's something that you can learn to do if you didn't pick it up naturally. But, you know, when I was just sort of hunting for more validation and more vagina and, and more approval from girls, I just, I was only satisfied temporarily, and then that needy urge to hunt would consume me again. And so it kind of felt like eating empty calories, like I was never quite full, and I always got hungry again. And so after a sort of string of meaningless fling-like relationships, one-night stands, I started asking, like, what is it I actually want here? Like, if I know I can get a girl and that's not enough, then is my goal wrong? Is something unhealthy about all of this? And I realized what I really want is a real connection. I don't even really know what that means, but I know it's what I've never had, really, and it's what I really wanted. So let's assume that you watching this, the men anyway, you're not a master manipulator or a wannabe manipulator and you'd actually like to experience a truly loving relationship at least once in your life you know free from bullshit and pressure and performing and being something you're not 
and let's try and explore why that hasn't happened for you yet. And I assure you that whoever it is watching this, you might think it's your faults and flaws, but that ain't it. The ability to connect is really available to anyone and everyone except maybe those at the highest end of the psychopathic spectrum. So it doesn't matter how tall you are, how big your dick is, how much money you make, how charming you are, none of that shit matters for creating a connection. And in fact, a lot of your rough edges and your flaws and the things that you're ashamed of is actually where you're going to connect with people. Now, for a long time after I put out an article called uh, Why Your Boyfriend Doesn't Initiate Sex, I just got floods of emails. It's trickled off now, but I used to get floods of emails uh, from women, mostly, complaining about the lack of sexual interest from their male partners. And it seems it was this huge unspoken problem out there. I didn't realize it was this prolific. And for a while, I believed that lack of sexuality was the main issue, like it was a masculinity issue, maybe a testosterone problem, perhaps. But since I've been coaching so many of the men that, you know, who, who those partners came to me and kind of pushed them into coaching, I come to realize the sex thing is just a symptom of a much greater problem. Because in every single one of these issues, the emotional connection was also fucked. The fact is, men, as much as they don't want to admit it because of popular culture, they want a connection too. They don't like feeling alone. We don't like it. We like it when we feel connected to someone. We like having a partner in crime relationship with somebody, friendship, whatever. We, we love that. We just don't admit it very well. And we've been conditioned and programmed to think that that's something that we shouldn't want. And because of this, many men are just simply not skilled at creating deep emotional connections. It's not that we couldn't ever do it. You know, pop psychology will tell you it's just not a masculine trait. No, 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 it's conditioning. We're not taught to do it. We're not encouraged to do it. We're not shown how it's done. You know, in the same way, generally speaking, that women are as they're raised. Men, on the other hand, we're trained to acquire rather than connect. We're trained to get things, to conquer, to possess, which is about the opposite of a connection, really, isn't it? Connection is something shared and equal and, and, and cooperative, whereas we're all about dominance and competition. And because we're told we need to get women rather than build a connection with them, all of our efforts with women always end up with us feeling alone. I've worked with so many guys who have been married for decades and they still don't feel connected to their partner in a deep way. Or should I say the connection they have with their partner is the deepest they have, but it's still quite shallow. Let's have a look at the two most common problems that are causing guys to struggle with disconnection. Those problems are shame and dishonesty. So shame occurs when you believe that something true about yourself is also bad or wrong. And shame affects relationships quite considerably, especially if it's not addressed. Because uh, it directly limits your ability to connect, you know, you simply put, shame encourages dishonesty, you hide the things you're ashamed of, so you start keeping secrets, you misdirect and be outright lying and so on, to avoid this information coming to the light. Blatant lying, of course, is certainly a part of it, but there's a lot of more subtle stuff that comes up around shame that prevents a connection from taking place. I mean, every single day in your social life, you're probably doing little bits of dishonesty throughout the day, to hide your shame and at the very least your, your honesty is restricted we said you might say everything you say is truthful but you don't say everything right you barely notice this happening because you've been doing it your whole life this is normal for you you might even think it's good you might think oh i've got to be professional at the workplace right can't let out certain information there or can't tell your mates certain stuff or you don't reveal things to your family you might think these are rules that you have to follow laws you might even commend yourself on them, even though they're total bullshit. 
you know, nearly all of us are conditioned from an early age to try and be as impressive as possible. You know, a lot of guys are raised to believe that love is conditional. You have to earn it. You have to impress. You have to perform. You have to provide. You know, we're taught to hide our weaknesses and emphasize our strengths. Or maybe not always emphasize our strengths, but certainly hide our weaknesses. And the people who programmed us to believe this stuff were insecure themselves, emotionally stunted, you know, with arrested development. Our parents and our teachers and everything, they just passed on their disease to us. And we were taught that creating connection is about building positive experiences only. Positive feelings, positive situations that we're always going to try and make someone feel good. That's how you connect with them. And many people believe this as fully grown adults. They think that everything should be positive all the time. And if it's not, you've failed. And that a good connection with someone is the same as a positive connection with someone. So if you have this belief, of course, you're going to hide negative experiences, feelings, thoughts, opinions, preferences. You know, you'd be led to believe that you've got to present the perfect image of yourself at all times and hide anything that might kill that image. And that this is what makes people attracted to you and this is what will connect you to them and this is what will build a relationship. It's total crap. It's about as wrong as wrong can get. I mean, apart from being isolated and never talking to anyone, this is about as bad as you can do, socially speaking. Like, even people who are harmful connect better than people who are positive all the time. The shit was taught to you by people who don't know what they're talking about. If you look back at all the influences and all the advice received as, as a child on this topic, who did it come from? Did it come from people who ended up being really confident with deep and meaningful connections with other people? Or did it come from people that if you have a good look at their life now with your more mature adult perspective and you realize actually their marriage ended in a divorce or they died lonely or they cared more about money than they did about their kids and maybe these people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Didn't stop them giving you heaps of advice and pushing you and pressuring you. I mean, half the advice I got as a teenage boy was from other teenage boys. What the fuck do they know about anything? So there's a really good chance that the information you got about how to connect with a woman was significantly faulty, flawed, and came from people who don't know what they're talking about. So I want you to just open your mind to the possibility that everything you know about this topic is wrong. All that stuff about how you've got to be funny and smart and good looking and successful and rich and happy all the time, it's a lie. To create deep connections, you don't need any of that stuff at all. One way to look at it is with a simple question that you can just ask yourself. How are you supposed to connect deeply with someone if you don't let them see who you actually are? What is a deep connection if it doesn't go deep? Who are they connecting with if you're putting on a performance that's at least somewhat forced and fake and manipulative? If you're putting up a straw man of who you are, that's who they're connecting with. You're still back here by yourself. If you want it to be with you, there can't be a middleman in between. There can't be an image that isn't you taking the hits, right? They have to see it all. And if you're thinking, oh, I will let them see it all once I get it perfect, newsflash, brah, that's never going to happen. You're always going to be fucked up. But that doesn't have to be a problem. And in fact, that shit is what's going to really connect you. Because here's the newsflash. While we enjoy the positive moments together, we connect on the negative. Now, many of you will think this doesn't apply to you, unfortunately, because you believe that you're honest all the time. 
and or at least you're honest as much as is needed to connect deeply and that's a real tragedy because you believe your own lies so if you're open to the idea that you might be wrong about this if you look at your connections with your friends and your family and your loved one you think yeah i'm still hiding some shit and no i don't feel totally safe to speak my mind without thinking it through and there are some emotions that i can't show and i feel like i have to keep up a role or any of that stuff then maybe you're not as honest as you think you are maybe you could go deeper I'm aware the title of this video is What Women Really Want, so it's time to answer that question. It's all about connection. The greatest gift you can give to another person, not just a woman, anybody, has nothing to do with being impressive. It's all about letting them into your secret world, the privileged access to your truth, where all of your fears and faults are hidden, you know, Allowing them to share theirs in return as well. This reciprocal transparency. It can be as simple as completing a sentence that starts with, I've never told this to anyone before. Right? You think if someone tells you that, just, just take a moment to think. You're talking to someone, they're like, look, I've never told anyone this before. And then they share a secret about it. So how privileged is that moment? Right? How, how engaged are you when someone does that? When you're like, oh, I'm getting the real shit now, right? And how exciting is it when they say something that they're clearly ashamed of, and you're ashamed of it too, and yet it's the same thing you're ashamed of. Like, oh my god, we're the same. Isn't that moment just so amazing? So much freedom in that moment, where you're like, oh my god, I'm not alone in my fucking weirdness. Thank fuck for that, there's at least one more. Alright, we can talk about it. Jesus Christ, we've been holding in this shit for 20 years, right? Those moments, those are the moments where you could not be more focused on another person, right? Connected, in other words, where all of your attention goes to them and you know that all of their attention is coming to you. You've got this bubble where it's just the two of you. Only the deep shit makes that bubble happen. Now, to be fair, having a great time positively can make a sort of bubble happen as well, but it's just a brief high. Knowing like someone deeply, knowing their shame, sharing it, that lasts for a lifetime. You know, that never goes away. It's such a compliment for someone to share shit like that with you. You know, it says that you are significant to them, that you are high up in the hierarchy, that they feel safe with you, or at least they're willing to take a risk with you, that you're important to them. Well, you can create that feeling for other people too by doing the same. And when you both do it at the same time for each other, you get this kind of supernova effect. And it doesn't even matter if they have shared this with other people. What matters is that they're sharing it with you now and that you're sharing with them. Sharing, right? Sound like I'm talking to toddlers. But that's what a connection is all about. Is like, I'm going to open up my mind and you open up yours and we're going to mix them. We're going to become one thing that looks at itself rather than two separate things looking at each other. Most importantly, what you're doing is coming to the awareness that you're both human beings. There is nothing more relieving and meaningful than that. To just go, oh, fuck, I get it now, right? This is what we're like. This is, this is the experience. There's no need to improve it or fix it or anything. We can just both fucking suffer together. And, and in doing so, the suffering goes away. And we just experience instead. Now, I'm talking to men, so let's get practical. What is it that you're missing, practically speaking? Well, the most tangible way to put it is you're probably not talking enough. 
That's how most of the women who contact me would put it. Partners silent. And this doesn't mean that they necessarily want a greater quantity of words out of your mouth. I mean, statistically speaking, you're never going to beat them, right? For men, it's like 3,000 a day. For women, it's like 10,000. You know, that's generally speaking, but this isn't about quantity of words. In fact, the less you say, the more powerful it is if it's high quality. What they're really saying when they say they wish their guy talked more is that they want to see more of his inner world. They want to know what it's like to be him without any mask, without any acting, without anything hidden. And they want to know what it's like from his perspective, not from theirs. They want to be led into the secret room and have a look around. And this doesn't mean that they want to hear about, you know, your annoying boss or, you know, how well your favorite football team did recently. They want to hear about how your mind processes emotion, how you react internally to their behavior, you know, how you see them, your philosophy, your understanding on what you think reality is and how it works and where you struggle with it. They just want to know what it feels like to be you. And if you're trying to impress them, they can't see any of that. None of it. You might have convinced yourself you're being honest, but if most of the time you're just trying to manipulate them into happiness and attraction, those kind of states, then no, you're not being honest. Manipulation always requires dishonesty. Ironically, you have to kind of risk letting them go in order to bring them in. Let me share a bit about my own backstory with this. You know, I was afflicted with nice guy syndrome for most of my life. In fact, I'd say I've still got it. I've just, you know, really clamped down on it. My relationships were always one-sided. I'd have intense feelings for somebody else, but I'd never believe that these feelings were being returned equally because I was acting the entire time, right? My unwillingness to lose someone meant that I would hide anything that might scare them away. And even though I knew I was doing that to some extent, though I did it so consistently it felt real, I just didn't realize that that was actually the cause of my problems in relationships. You know, I figured that I had to do that. Like, you have to keep, be impressive and funny and never have any problems and so on and never burden them with your stress or whatever. I believe that that was healthy and effective. It was like a curse because I was doomed to uh, always feel disconnected and basically alone in a relationship. And I just couldn't understand what I was doing wrong. And even when I turned to pick up artistry, uh, which is, you know, manipulation based on controlling emotions to make women attracted to you, it was just really felt wrong and it was an unsatisfying way to live. I mean, I might even get a girl into bed, but who is she sleeping with? Me or the straw man performance I just put on? I mean, is this even consensual if she doesn't know who I am? It was really uncomfortable for me. Uh, it felt like uh, a moral kind of um, malpractice, I guess you'd say. You know, ultimately, my problem was I knew that even if a girl liked me, even if I could let myself believe that she liked me, the problem was she didn't like me. She liked the way I performed in front of her. And I also started to get a bit frustrated because I'd wonder like, what about the girls who don't like the performance, but they would like me? And what about the ones who like the performance, but don't like me? Like, if there's someone out there who would like me for who I am, I've made it impossible for them to find me. I'm never taking that risk, so I never know. And I kind of didn't want to find out. I didn't want to go they go here's who I really am and every girl's like yeah we all don't like you you are just terrible you know I don't want I don't want to see that evidence because there's no going back from that you know once you find that out but eventually I came to realize well I'm feeling totally distant and alone anyway what difference would it make 
I just wanted a partner in crime. I wanted real love, as cheesy as that sounds. And I knew I wasn't going to be able to make it happen by being fake. So as I explored these kinds of thoughts, I started to get really curious about what keeps a couple together after the, you know, the honeymoon period. After they've, like, gotten over the hype of each other and that, you know, brief surge of, like, high sexuality. And so I started looking for what I thought were genuinely loving couples, which were much rarer than I suspected. Once I looked into it, I'm like, man, a lot of these couples are fucked. Are there any good ones? And I started to find some, but not as many as I thought. You know, the ones that look good on Facebook aren't so good in real life, I found out. So they were very rare, but I found a few that showed a deep and meaningful connection, that partner in crime kind of connection, without it being codependency or some weird, like, isolation where it's just the two of them. But this kind of more like they are each other's best everything. And they're this unit together that just fucking crushes life. And you never know which one's struggling because the other one will be holding them up and they balance it out. And everything they say to each other is fully honest. They don't talk to each other differently to how they talk to other people. It's just all these. So it's a huge list of signs that I started to recognize meant that the relationship was loving and real. As soon as I identified them, it was really fucking obvious how they were different to others. Like it stood out. I mean, that's how I'd identify them in the first place. I'd be around a couple and just be like, whoa, these ones are different. And they were just so fucking open and honest with each other. That was the key, you know, uh, to the point where it would blow me away sometimes, shock me even. They just hid nothing, almost nothing from each other at all. And they just demonstrated complete shamelessness and safety with each other. And so I started to focus on the men in these relationships, you know, going like, how are they different from other men? How are they different from me? What are they doing that I'm not, or not doing that I am, and so on. And it wasn't what I expected. There was several fascinating behaviors that stood out to me. Things that I actually would have originally thought were deal breakers in a relationship. And it turned out my beliefs around the rules of relationships were just totally messed up. So there's a few examples I'll share with you. One of my friends, he told his partner that he was going to a strip club for, you know, an event somebody else organized. And even though he knew that she wouldn't approve of it, while all the, my other friends lied to their partners about what they were doing. A girl that I'm friends with, uh, her partner opened up to her about his drug addiction, uh, even though she had previously expressed disapproval about drug use. So he just put himself out there going, you might not like me after you hear this truth. I saw men that would disagree openly with their partners, even though they knew it, was, it would cause offense and would cause an argument. But their disagreement was also respectful. Like if their partner had a counter argument, they listened to it and talked it through. The most significant thing I saw was men admitting to weaknesses, uh, fears, insecurities, uh, confusion and self-doubt and kind of showing all of the, the weaknesses, I guess is the best way to put it. But also being accurate about their strengths as well. They weren't just whinging about being a terrible person. They weren't self-deprecating. But it's like, if they didn't know, they said, I don't know. And if they're embarrassed, they said, I'm embarrassed. And so on and so forth. Even if they occasionally lied, they'd say, I lied to you about that. Like, everything came out. And everything that somebody might judge you for. Or everything you're worried about other people finding out. You know, the horrors that might get you cancelled. You know, these guys just put it all out there. And it was clearly obvious when witnessing this that whatever had happened prior... And their relationship had made it safe for them to be this way. They were totally calm and confident. They weren't scared doing this. Obviously, they were with a partner that 
you know this was the best approach for but it started to make me wonder is did this actually help to create such a partnership if they started like this then they can keep going like this if you introduce it later it's a bit difficult but still can be done but these guys i think started that way and so you can kind of get away well at least this is what i learned from my own experience is if you start completely honest you never have to go back because they will expect that from you and accept you being that way so what finally clicked for me when it comes to answering the question what do women want is that these guys were letting their partners see everything no matter what the risk they did it without apology they owned who they were they were willing to lose their partner in order to maintain their integrity and their honesty and they were eager to share themselves with their partner they wanted her to know this stuff and they wanted to hear her version of it too so it was equal and so the partners were invariably treated with equal status and respect. Quite often I'd see these are the few men who like if someone was giving their partner shit, like their best friend was, they would confront the best friend rather than laughing along with him. Like you'd learn very quickly, like you don't touch this dude's family, like he'll come at you no matter who you are. So clearly she was the highest in the hierarchy. He didn't care if it made him look weak or whatever in front of his friends. He would never go along with somebody else attacking her you know this kind of thing it was just they clearly had found their queen but they were still the king right so when i tell a lot of people this stuff especially my clients one of their first kind of reactions is are you saying i should just tell her how fucked up i am and the answer is not exactly one of the ways to look at it is like at any given time you're going through something internally right at this very moment you're going through something maybe you're offended by what I'm saying, maybe you're curious, maybe you're bored, maybe you're in agreement, disagreement, you're going through something right here, right now, okay, thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, sometimes they're pleasurable, like happy, calm, whatever, other times they're dark and confusing, jealousy, fear, frustration, and you can watch all of these things and give commentary on them, kind of like someone giving commentary on a sports game without actually playing it, you can observe who you are as it's happening, and if you wanted to you could comment on that you could share what you've observed and some of the things you see that you'll have shame about you'll have a sense of wrongness you'll feel scared about sharing them embarrassed for example how so many guys will not express sexual desire directly not initiate they'll wait until they get like a green light and when these things come up your mind will say all the things it says to make you lie you know this isn't the right time um, you don't even really know how you feel, so don't say anything until you're sure, or don't fucking share that, they'll all hate you and your massive bad things will happen, or don't bother, you're just going to start an argument and ruin her day. You know, all those excuses that you come up with to justify being dishonest. The key that this video is all about is to see those moments in particular more than any other. And when your brain is saying, don't fucking say it, you say it. Right, the thing that you're most scared of sharing with somebody, the thing that you think is just the worst thing to be honest about, that's the thing you most need to share. I'm not talking about judgments of other people, by the way. I'm talking about judgments of yourself, things you're ashamed of, things you don't want people to know about you. You know, a great way is just ask yourself that question. What don't I want her to know about me right now? Whatever the answer is, say that. And that is the key that unlocks connection or will make her run away and never want to speak to you again 
but that's actually a good result because you've got to be willing to lose her to maintain your integrity. Women can't really articulate this well, but what they really want is a man that will prioritize his integrity over her approval. Right? She actually might think she wants to be number one in the hierarchy, but actually what she really needs is to be number two. And number one is your integrity. Now this doesn't mean you never compromise your preferences and always do only what you want, right? That's just psychopathic. But what it means is you will not sell yourself out for her. You will not compromise your honesty. You will not disrespect yourself, right? You won't pretend to be something you're not just to please her. She needs to see that you'll never do that. And the only way she can see that is when you share things where she goes, man, that was brave of him to share because... He must think that, like, I'm going to leave him after he shared that. Like, if she can see that you'll do that, not only is that very attractive and builds a deep connection, but it's also very easy to trust. If he's telling me this, then why would he hide anything else? Like, this is as honest as a guy can be. I don't, I don't need to worry about him anymore. Let her see all of it. And then once you've shown her yours, ask to see hers, right? Got to keep this reciprocal. This can't just be a dump like she's your therapist. So in order to avoid that kind of like, oh, I'm just going to dump all my fucked up shit on her, you have to hold that bold space where you go, I've shared, I'm vulnerable, fucking feeling it right now, transparent, now it's your turn. Tell me something about you, balance this shit out, show me that you're in this with me, or this, oh, I'm going to have to shut up shop here. So you've got to balance your vulnerability with respect, like when she has her turn, you've got to listen empathetically, don't try to fix anything. She's not asking you. She's not ask, presenting a problem to be solved. She's sharing just like you did. Most things she probably wants to hear is me too, or I get it. Well, that makes sense, right? I understand. You can see a lot of shit on TV where people say like, you don't understand me. And like, there's something wrong with saying I understand you. Fuck that. If you understand someone, say you understand them. This is the two of you building something together, right? Pulling away the bricks of the wall that you hide behind and showing each other one at a time. It's going to be a really intense experience, especially when you first start doing this, because there's a really good chance that during this conversation, you're both experiencing first times. This is like losing your virginity to another virgin, right? Very few people get deep and meaningful with others. Most people have a level of superficiality in all of their relationships, except maybe with a best friend who's probably, you know, not someone that they have a romantic connection with. For them to do it with someone where romance and, and sex is involved, where like the stakes are high, where they're worried about being judged, where they're worried about having their heart broken, you know, it's an intense experience to do that. And so the intensity itself builds the connection. You know, when, when my clients do the kind of stuff we're talking about here today, they'll go on a Tinder date, which is like the most superficial thing in the world, and it turns into like a seven-hour conversation that like closes down the restaurant. Right? And they just walk away like, fuck, I'll never talk like that with anyone. And the girl will feel the same. You know, she can't sleep. It's such an amazing experience, right? Because this is rare, man. Most people are fake as fuck. Really, they are. Like, I'm, I've been doing this work for a long time, man. And there are very few honest people out there. There's a lot of people who think of themselves as honest. It's insane kind of how many people do. But in terms of, like, the kind of honesty where you wouldn't mind if somebody published your journal online, nah, that's almost no one. Okay, so when you create that conversation with someone, it's new, it's exciting, it gets your heart pumping, but it also gives you this great sense of hope, like, oh my god, is this, am I having a real experience for once, you know, like, is this what it's like? 
to share my life with somebody. You know, people often talk about that when they want a relationship, I want to share my life. And they, they think it means situations and experiences. Like, let's go traveling together or have a kid together. No, no, sharing your mind, your soul with each other, as cheesy as that sounds. That's what it's all about. Now, let's say you open up and you get a bad response. It can and will happen. It's a risk you have to take. You don't know who it's going to happen with. And when you get better at this, you'll be better able to kind of judge and predict. But even then, you'll still be wrong. But if you get disagreement, disgust, trying to change the topic, you know, refuse to reciprocate and meet you, or any kind of negative response where they just clearly don't like this, then that's fine. It either means that she's just not ready to be open right now, or it means that she doesn't like you, or she's judging you, or she's just whatever. But what it really means is this isn't the one. Move on. Right? You're looking for the person who reacts well. And I don't necessarily mean positive emotions. But reacting well means that they are compassionate about what you're saying. They share equally with the same level of depth. They're not just like a narcissist feeding off your information. And they want this to continue as much as you do. Right? If those things are happening, then you've got yourself a good connection. And the key is, once you get that good thing going, keep going. Don't suddenly go, oh, I want to keep this now and start playing safe. No, no, this is what got it started. This is what will keep it going. Get even more honest rather than pulling back. So you use honesty to polarize the women in your life. You know, push them away or bring them in just with honesty. And do this with everybody. Shameless fucking truth, right? And the woman who keeps coming back for more, no matter how much you throw at her, she just wants more of it and she gives you this, like surprises you with how much she gives you back. Well, that's what we mean by a soulmate. Women do not need you to have a big dick. Trust me. They don't need you to have a ton of money. They don't need you to be really funny or brave or cool or popular. They don't need you to like manipulate them into feeling jealous or, you know, confused about how you feel or make them needy for you. They just want you to be real. At least the healthy, confident ones. Or at least just the healthy ones. It's the most satisfying experience you could possibly hope to give them and the most unique experience where there's no competition with other men because no other guy can copy a connection with you, right? Only you can do that. So if you're worried that all the other guys are taller and richer and funnier or whatever, well, just be more real than them. Boom. It blows them out of the water. It's your trump card. It's magic. There's nothing that can compete with it. If you ever wonder why you see like super attractive girls with what you consider or judge to be like an average dude and yet the girl's clearly into him, like there isn't some superficial reason, like the girl's like his fucking guardian angel, like she fiercely defends her love for him. Well, it's probably a bit of this that's going on. He's being real with her, she's seen into his inner world and that's just such a privileged, amazing experience where they connect on all the shit that's beneath the skin, the stuff that really matters. And you can't see it when you see them walking down the street. And they don't need you to see it because they're in their own bubble. They get it and that's all that matters. So stop trying to impress her and let her see who you really are. Thank you for watching. Get in touch, Dan, at brojo.org if you want more support in developing these kind of skills because it is a lot of work and it can be very difficult on your own. But this is my kind of uh, mastery topic. So I can help you build this up without having to go through drama if that's the kind of support you want. Thank you for watching. I'll see you next time.